Hi. Hello there, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm right, not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah, doing well in the scheme of things, you know? Good. It's been a while yeah. since we've done this. I'm looking forward to it again. It, it has been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while, yeah. 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 Um, today, I want us to focus on and talk about um, something that I think is extremely prevalent in life and I think it's a massive part of life and I think you probably agree it's not necessarily something that we necessarily seek to remove but maybe something we need to better understand and better manage and better utilize yeah. um, and that is stress. Um, mm-hmm. I know I face moments daily um, regularly of things that could take me to a place of negative stress um, yeah. And so I want to talk to you more about that um, and in conjunction with some of the work I know we've been doing a lot recently. Um, yeah. But I want to talk to you about stress um, and and how people can better manage and understand stress and maybe potentially get to a place where they use it for positive, um, as a positive mechanism in their life rather than something that is often... Um, challenging and difficult and and degrading both mentally physically um and um emotionally um Mm. so i'd love to hear from you and and your take on stress um and what we can do to better better achieve that in our lives of of utilizing it yeah there's a lot of elements in there that you've Mm -hmm. spoken already there's a lot of pieces um to unpack or to look at i guess um, and, and one of the one of the obvious ones is is uh, the difference between distress and eustress. Mm-hmm. And and you know, if anybody listening to this, dis- distress is the stuff we normally call stress, which is stuff that causes us dis-ease, dysfunctionality, and difficulty. Um, whereas eustress, uh, you is a g- Greek word meaning good, and it's it's good good beneficial. Um, so that's like. Um, you know, going for a run on a glorious day and thoroughly enjoying it. It's, you know, getting your canoe out and going down the river and feeling challenged by the white water. It's an amazing lovemaking session where you just feel so connected. And all those things are, are ways that we take our system to a place of stretch, to an edge. But the end result of that is where we feel good in ourselves and in flow, spacious, at peace. There's a different quality that arises in that. So they're both stress. They're both stressors. They're both stretching and challenging our system in different ways. Um, and finding the clarity in our life where we understand that difference is really important because that gives us a basis from which to transform distress into eustress. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. That makes sense. Um, okay. So then... If we if we look at stress simply as um, something that we come up against or something that we um, experience as a result of um, coming close to our edge, let's say, um, mm-hmm. how do we, as individuals, or how do I, or anyone listening to this, how do they begin to start shifting the balance from a negative response or negative reaction to a positive response. Okay. Uh, the, the first, for me, and I'm just speaking for myself here again, what I understand, and I'm sure there are people who offer different viewpoints and opinions, which also be valuable in a different way. 
Mm-hmm. But for, for me, the key element of this um, is awareness. Mm-hmm. It, it, or it's acceptance and awareness, in fact. Acceptance is, is being with things as they are. First of all, and awareness is finding a quality where we can be fully cognizant, conscious, more spacious within the challenge of what's happening. So we don't feel quite so compelled to react. Now, yeah, I'm going to stop there for a sec. I'll say that in a different way, okay? So mm-hmm. there's, there's two two levels, I think. And, and I think we need to, you know, I think acceptance is a real key. Mm-hmm. Because acceptance is saying, yep, um, I'm reacting in a really bad way. And you've seen, you've seen me be stressed. You've seen me yeah. in a stressful situation. Yeah, you've seen me yeah, do this. It happens to everyone. Yeah, it does. This is it. It happens to us. We just have to be pushed far enough in different contexts. Because in the whitewater rafting, for example, I was talking about somebody going down a river on a whitewater raft. You know, anybody sort of visualizing that, we have a fantastic, the challenges, the fun of that. But imagine what would happen if your, if your, if your uh, kayak smacked up against an immense spiky rock and you ended up breaking your leg in the middle of this river. Yeah, and lost your canoe or your paddle. I mean, a completely different scenario all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Now, there you were, sun sparkling through the foam, you know, having a great time. And suddenly it's, ah, what, you know, craziness, madness, leg breaking, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, of course, is part of the fun is that risk and that element of that. But actually, that's how life is all the time. Mm -hmm. There's this relentless flow of stuff that's changing. Um, Everything's always changing and flowing. And we don't know what's going to happen next even though we might get it right from time to time, we don't know, mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen next on, you know, and anybody who thinks they know hundred percent of the time what's going to happen next is probably kidding themselves. Um, but, but that, 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 that challenge, that, that challenge is always there. So it's about when we start taking it personally. What do you mean? Yeah, by, so what do you mean by start taking it personally? Well, when, when, okay, um, let me create a different scenario for a second. This is mm-hmm. one I like to use because it's really quite obvious, I think. Okay, this time of year, we're in I'll, fall. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Yeah, you do let me know. We're in, we're in fall at the moment. We're in autumn, yeah? yeah? The leaves are falling. You know, I was kicking some around the other day. They're kind of amazing colors. They're red and gold and brown and green. And, you know, there's heaps of them on the floor you can kick around. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All those leaves are dying or dead. And we can celebrate that death. We can celebrate that death. We can look out across Western Burt Arbor Eaton or some beautiful landscape or wherever, you know, or, you know, if you're in a different country, maybe in, you know, across, you know, any autumnal landscape, if you're in a place where there's seasons like that. Um, and you can look out and you can celebrate the amazing colors. And those are the colors of death. Mm-hmm. And it's good to acknowledge that because what we don't mind is when death happens to other things like that. But we don't like it when it happens to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, getting old, getting broken bones, getting getting all the bits that go wrong, you know, all of a sudden, you know, something stops working quite the way it used to. Then all of a sudden there's a bit more of a challenge. Mm. And, 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 and it's very easy when we are celebrating something changing on the outside, some impermanence on the outside to be in that place of, oh, it's amazing. It's so beautiful. It's wonderful. You know, that kind of thing. 
And yet when it happens in our immediate domain of our bodies, our minds, um, or, or in our families, of course, it's much more challenging because it's much more personal. Mm-hmm. And really stress in that way is about, about the personal. Mm-hmm. It's about us taking things personally. Yeah. Because that's what it's about. It's about us feeling challenged by whatever's happening. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating if we can, and, and we have to take it personally as well. There's things we have to take personally mm-hmm. because we're people, because we yeah. are that. Yeah. Okay. But it's how do we, how do we get inside of that psychology to find a place of greater spaciousness in that? So we can do two things. We can recognize and accept that we're taking it personally and mm-hmm. then create more space so that we don't create the stress cascades in the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like we're getting inside our own biology. We're getting inside our own mechanisms and interrupting the stress cascades. But, but to do that, we have to be in a place of acceptance. Yep, it's happening, first of all. And secondly, creating greater awareness. So we, have, we can kind of go into slow motion inside. There's a feeling of greater spaciousness. So rather than the immediate compulsion to act, we've got that bit of space where we can make a choice. Mm-hmm. Right, and that could, choice could be something simple, like something for mindfulness is really good. You know, the mindfulness practice is stop, which is actually stop, take some breaths, observe what's happening in your body, and then proceed. That's a really good practice. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop is an incredible practice. Yeah. Really so, do that. yeah. so kind of changing our perception, in essence, because um, uh, in the way it sounded like from what you said is, in essence, the distress comes from when we're trying to change something from it's almost like we're trying to pull something away from the natural direction of change that it's taking um or just allowing whatever direction it's taking to occur and choosing to respond in a positive manner um and um understanding how understanding how to allow that situation to take place and what our best action is based on that situation is is that like that's basically why what i'm understanding from it and I, and it does make sense to me it does make sense like in a situation for example where something is happening that i seek to change what's happening or deny what's happening and actually that's where i feel the most negative resistance or negative um uh like that's, that's where my negative perspective of what's happening is coming from, rather than allowing and accepting what is happening to happen and then for see or experience myself in that space in the result of what's happening. Um, yes. Yes, I think you're right. So fighting against the change and the direction that something is taking rather than allowing that change and then choosing to use my energy wisely in, in what I should fight for. And so my fight should be in my response and my awareness of all the, as you called it, the stress cascades. So all the different triggers and things that arise within me in that yeah. moment um, yeah. and then result in, in my response. So my, show, my focus should be on what is occurring within me, right? And that's where the awareness piece comes in. It, it shouldn't, my focus shouldn't be trying to change what's happening. And obviously, 
you can try and influence what's going on around you. It, like if it's, I'm going to use a work scenario, for example. So if something, if something is falling apart or something is happening in a negative yeah. manner or people are making decisions that are, say, for example, pulling a project apart and taking it in a negative direction, you can influence and do your best to bring that back on track. But you can't, you can't change the fact that these things are happening. You, like you can't deny that it's going on but you can choose how to harness your energy and how to recognize your, your internal, emotional, biological responses to the external events that are going on. Um, if, and, if, there's enough, if there's enough awareness, yes. And that's the thing, yeah, is where the awareness comes in, because there, be, yeah. there has to be that awareness space. And that comes, that comes through a disciplined array of practices, however get, one gets that, whether it's through doing meditation or yoga or being yeah. um, high-level skilled human being in, in, a, in an entrepreneurial setting who's somebody mm -hmm. who's really interested and involved in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause I think, I, I'm saying I'm trying to be clear about that because I think some high-level entrepreneurial skills don't encourage that. Yeah. They encourage the reflective patterns in corporate culture and all sorts of things, yeah. um, which, which ain't so beneficial. But um, I mean, an, an, an analogy, for example, would be, a, 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 you know, I'm not a great surfer. Yeah, I yeah. Live, too far from, live too far from the sea. Um, I've tried to teach you so many times. <laughs> I, I, I loved the bit we did, but it's, I just, yeah. I'd, you know, the board sitting in my house wasn't doing anything. I was just too far from the sea to get down on regular basis. No. And yeah. I figured if I was going to be good at, if I was going to be good at surfing, I figured that I needed to get on those waves yeah. more than once a week. Yeah, absolutely. Now that, that's touching into the whole discipline thing now in practices, which we'll come back to in a minute. But yeah. the, but the, 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 the waves, you know, if there's a great big wave coming, sitting there going, oh shit, um, I don't want that wave to come. It's not going to stop it. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you better get on your board and start paddling and doing what you've got to do to prep for that and do what you can do to ride that wave. Yeah. Even, yeah. If, even if it tumbles you, even if it pulls you down to the bottom of the sea, and then it's a good idea to have some breath holding practice in place so you can navigate that. <laughs> yeah. 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 You recognize there's enough oxygen in your system for you to be tumbled around for a while and you're going to be okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah it, does make, like, it does feel like the. the the culture of removing stress from life in the in the current environment is all about actually trying to remove stress from life rather than developing your ability to manage the waves and or to surf the waves as your as the, as the analogy using like the focus does seem to be on how to create a calmer ocean versus how to become a better navigator of that ocean if that makes sense um, i think so i think i think, I think there, are, there is a tendency to change the, to try and change the ocean into a puddle Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To calm the ocean, you know. Um, yeah. Who was that? Who was that English king who tried to stop the ocean? Canute, wasn't it? Was that there? He had to go and sit on the beach on his throne and try and tell the ocean to stop. You know, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's. It, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because there, are, there is that tendency, but I think things are changing a lot. I think there's a tendency now for people. You know, what I want now, what I want to be able to do is to be able to surf yeah. this. Where we're coming in with looking at the difference between distress and eustress, because then we're going, OK, right. How do we how do we cultivate the resilience? And resilience is a key word here. How do we cultivate that resilience, that capacity to bend with mm. what's happening, to move with what's happening and transform the experience into something which brings me into a better, more expanded, more growthful, more developmental, more appreciative more honoring, mm. more grateful, more beautiful place in myself. So how can I learn from this big wave mm -hmm. that's coming about how yep. to be a better surfer? Absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, and sometimes, yeah. of course, you're going to get smashed. But you have to also beach. appreciate that. As long, as long as it doesn't, and obviously, it doesn't kill you. I mean, you can yeah, accept right. the fact you that you're going to die, um, and that the wave may kill you. But that's kind of the that's kind of the path of life. Um, there's no getting away from it. There are going to be waves that will eventually smash you on the rocks um, and things will end in this current form as far as you know. it. Um, I'm just accepting that. Um, but yeah. Oh, but that's, so, a big yeah. Thing. that's a big thing. That's a big thing that's on right, you see. I've been talking to people. There was a, a, thing I, a thing I posted up on my Facebook page my, my friend Katie sent me, which was looking at the, the, the nature of the human brain and how it one of one of the ways it tricks people apart from the separation illusion one of the ways it tricks people mm -hmm. is yep. into this idea that they're going to be immortal you know we, we kind of we kind of believe mm -hmm. that you know whatever happens is not going to happen to us yeah um and that's a fascinating mm -hmm. one because of course it yeah. leads to all sorts of trouble all sorts of mischief um one of one of the practices that you know i went to india and i had a really really bad thing in, in sinus problem in india and I ended up with a, a, an X-ray of my head because the Indian docs in Kolkata, yeah. there where I was, they just love X-rays. So I went to have a head X-ray. So I ended up with this this yeah. picture of my own skull, um, which I which I then brought back to the UK and I sat with. I remember I put it in that. The window in the I house. think I remember. Um, you won't remember. So <laughs> it's, it's, that's right. It was in, it was in Sussex. Yeah, in in Sussex Place. It was a very long time ago. Yeah. That was 20 years ago, yeah? And I, yeah. I used that as a meditative tool for quite a long time because the light would come through it and I could sit and just mm. you meditate on my own demise just to get my brain accepting the fact that this, the, you know, at some point it's game over and this neural experience with all its mm -hmm. stories and everything else is over. That's it. And if you can get, you know, if you can meditate on that in a really good way, and it has to be a good way, not sort of macabre kind of weird way, I think. But if you meditate in mm -hmm. that in a good way and just get into that acceptance, yeah. that's a huge part of the journey done. And that's why a lot of, a lot of, sort of you know, the more authentic, what I consider to be more authentic spiritual paths, do meditative mm -hmm. practices on immortality and impermanence. Yeah. On mm -hmm. mortality and impermanence, I beg your pardon. Yeah. Because, I mean, even if you can create immortality, you're going to start from the base of understanding that actually, you know, I, I, you know, I, I haven't met anybody who's done it personally. But, you know, it, it, wherever you begin, you've yeah. got to begin yeah. with acceptance. And if, you can, and, it, and if you can, and if you can get in a healthy, honouring place with that, because in, in essence, that's the ultimate stressor, right? Like from, from, a, from an organism or life perspective, yeah. the end of that organism or life is the ultimate stress moment. If that makes or, or the not sorry is not the ultimate stress moment. The idea of it is the ultimate stress moment, because um, I imagine in the actual experience, yeah, ideally, yeah, hopefully, right. you move yeah. beyond a certain attachment. Um, but like, if you can build comfortability or recognition, and and as you say, a perfect word, which is honouring of that aspect, then it gives you the perspective of appreciating that these that is like the big wave, and these smaller waves are are taking you to a place of preparation on the journey towards that. Um. It's, just, it's interesting to use those terms because in one of the, one of the principles, one of the original, mm -hmm. I mean, people do chakra practices, chakras, yeah. ch chakras with an SH. I mean, the original Sanskrit word is chakra, mm -hmm. ch ch chocolate, chocolate, chakras. chakra. But one of the reasons, one of the reasons, for, yeah, yeah. One of the reasons for doing chakra based practices, certainly with the ones where you install the elements into the chakras, um, and again, people, there's all sorts of confusion around this in the, in the Western world from the way these practices arrived in the West through 
Carl Jung and Madame Blavatsky and various people. But these, these practices, one of the reasons for doing them was to change your relationship of attachment to elemental experience, so your relationship to the experience of being alive as physicality, fluidity in a warm body, mm -hmm. breathing, yeah, as mm. the experience of a separate thing in space-time. So you revol resolve all those elements so that when you do die, you can relax into it. So books like the Bardo Thodol, which is the Tibetan book of, of dying, Tibetan book of the dead, that, that it's often called that, um, Bardo Thodol, the, the, that, that, that is partly about relaxing mm -hmm. into death in a good way. Yeah. So that when it does happen, you can, you can chill out and enjoy the ride rather than get yeah. stuck and caught and lost in that. And of course, the principle ultimately in that is not necessary just to do it in the end determination of the neural experience and yeah. you know our, our personal biology, if you yeah. like, mm -hmm. but to do that and in each that's moment. That's the ultimate. That that um, that's the ultimate um, mechanism of developing an ability to use stress or to enter use stress rather than the distress. And so it's a it's a huge component i know of what you I teach and so this yeah. the resilience like process that you're sharing that um that people can get on this stress course is really understanding the different elements and components of of a practice that helps you achieve that um meta relaxation so that state of acceptance awareness yeah. and embrace of what is or what is occurring and then yeah. and then a almost like a mental now what like a mental awareness space, a breath of going, mm, I think so. what do I choose? Um, yeah. 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 Oh, I, mean, I see. You know, we, could, we could go to many places with this, but I mean, the, the other, you know. Did you get that noise there? No, I cut out. Okay. Say that again. All right. Sorry about that. Right. This is a perfect moment for us not to get stressed. Yeah, right. yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely. It's absolutely. It's just a response. Yeah. Well, that happened. It cut out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's part of it. Let's not get stressed yeah. about it. No, Let's no, relax. I'm not. It's, um, no, I'm not call, talking. There's a call coming in from my, my little daughter, you know? Uh-huh. She'll chat with me at some point. So I'll go and talk to her at some point. But I'll give a yeah, call but I'm just, I'm just describing that for people listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For people yeah, listening. Absolutely. Oh, that happened. I'm not going to edit this out. It's something that happened. No, don't edit that. Yeah. Don't edit, don't edit, don't edit anything. Um, don't edit anything. Don't Photoshop anything. It's all a joke. No, just be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, be honest. <laughs> it's a trick. All that stuff's a trick. Um, that what, I was, what I was going to say was the, the other grand biological illusion we have, you see, is of being separate. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a, a neat trick of biology because, it, because we, it has to be like that. It has to be that we feel distinct from everything else otherwise we wouldn't be able to eat and mm -hmm. reproduce and do the things we do do mm -hmm. right there's a there's a there's a digestive joke in there but yeah but carry on doo-doo <laughs> <laughs> everything yeah. everything we do, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah, but um but that, that that trick of biology is a neat one because again the way i see some of the practices is what you're doing is you're suspending that biological trick for long enough to make it transparent yep. to you. And that, that's kind of what you've got to do to be able to relax. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the meta relax. The meta relaxation isn't about the capacity to be able to 
lie down and go to sleep or lie mm. down and do a little journey for a while. It's actually about understanding that you are absolutely continuous, seamless with as the whole universe. Mm-hmm. As I like to put it, this, this conversation is the universe doing its funk right yeah. now. And we, if we can be an acceptance that this is the universe doing its funk as us, as this right mm-hmm. now, yeah, then, and it can't be anything else right now because this is it. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whilst we have the appearance of choice and can act as an agent to pay attention to the next few moments and consider what may or may not be possible, yeah, <laughs> you can't actually change the thing that's happening right now because it's already happening. It's happening mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And arguably... Free will only exists if you make a choice for it to exist. It's not, I think it's very, it's very, um, what's the word, like, um, it's very unappreciatively used or like understated in that, like, everybody just assumes that free will exists and everything we do is free will. Um, Yeah, yeah. But actually, it's not it's only in free will only exists in the presence of choice and if you're not consciously aware of the choice you're making then you don't have any free will and then actually the the lack of the lack of appreciation of free will is the thing that causes stress and like and if you take any any stress back to its root cause like if you really pay attention to why do i feel stressed and then the stress is tied to either um, your place within the social hierarchy in terms of like animalistic with social animals and social beings, like what do other people think of me if this goes badly or et cetera, or it's to do with being able to house and feed yourself or your family. Um, and like the root yes, cause sure. of all those things is always there and, and appreciating that those exist as well. Um, and not necessarily getting caught up in the, oh, well, it's that person doing that thing in my workplace that's stressing me out. And then having the awareness to go deeper into, as you call it, the stress cascade and the emotional triggers and the psychological triggers and the biological triggers and everything that you talk about in the, in the Resilience Project course, um, et cetera, um, which has taught me so much and been so useful in helping my, yeah. my awareness of those cascades within myself. Um, I think... I think the Resilience Project doesn't go into some of this stuff we've been talking about, like, no. for example. No, it begins. It does go to lots of other good places. Yeah. It's, it begins the process of, of paying attention to some of these yeah. things, yes. I, th- I think there's something that I just want to pick out from that, from what you were saying, is that, you know, the, the free will mm-hmm. thing, this, this, this idea of I, mm-hmm. yeah? You know, we, we are, uh, half the problem we've got is our language. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you know, English language is very interesting because it's all front of the mouth anyway. I mean, if you go to other languages, they're guttural, they're palatal, they're ho- you know, different stuff happens in the mm-hmm. mouth. But the English language not only is frontal, which gives a particular quality of vibration and resonance, but also it's very noun-centered mm-hmm. and it's very individualistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's all centered around I and me. Mm-hmm. So if when you're saying, you know, so you, so, you know I, I am having, you know, I am, I am mm-hmm. sad. That's a fascinating thing to say. And I quite like the Gaelic or the Irish way of saying that, which is would be something like sadness is a mm-hmm. mm. You get that linguistic difference there, you know. Stress stress is just happening. Stress is happening. Stress right is now. present. And if you, stress is present. Stress is yeah. upon me, you know, because that, that gives you a different relationship mm. 
to that experience. It's not like I am identifying with this current neurological experience, mm-hmm. yeah, and representing that in a very tight and contracted <laughs> way through my language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, stre- stress is happening mm-hmm. right now. It's stress is upon me. Okay, and that gives you that. That automatically gives you that spaciousness we're talking yeah. about. And without without spaciousness, without that expansion of awareness, if you like. There is no free will. There's just biological reflexes, whether those reflexes come from your ancestral patterning through your mother and father or your conditioned journey through your school or your, the place, the demographic in which you grew mm-hmm. up. Yeah. You know, all that, all, all that, that's what's acting itself out and gives you the illusion that you're actually making mm-hmm. a choice. But without that cultivation of um, what, vast awareness, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a Sanskrit name for that. But the vast awareness, mm-hmm. yeah. Then, or, or a greater sense of awareness, a greater experience of awareness between the movements of synaptic pattern. Then there's no choice at all. There's no freedom and there's no yeah. choice. I see. I love that word you use, cultivation yeah. or cultivating. And I think that 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 word describes what you teach so much, and appreciating that you are just the the constant process of regrowing or, or new growth of awareness in each moment and and our, yeah. our practice and our experience is about cultivating that in a in an intentional direction the term you use a lot is conscious evolution um, but, in a different mm, direction. Right, yeah. but there's so much I mean, yes sir cool no no go on, one of the greatest scientific uh, events that happened well it's only about 10 years or so old now is is the the, the final acceptance of neuroplasticity mm. You know, the brains, brains are, con- brains are constantly, re- just like bones are. I mean, the whole body is constantly regrowing yeah, itself. Yeah. Bones are constantly structuring and restructuring, depending on, on the weight load on them and the demands made yeah. on them, as are muscles, as, are, as is the brain, the brain structure. So those patterns, those synaptic patterns are, are restructuring themselves according to, uh, you know, our experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, and much more importantly, what we do with our experience. Yeah, yeah. recognizing that we're fluid. Um, and recognizing yeah. that we're changing uh, that might actually that's that wow that just brought something up in term, inside me so much in terms of the resistance to change is the lack of appreciation that we're also changing in that change constantly um and like yeah. and it's almost like we believe we're this solid state and the change going on around us is in a is in a direction we're not moving or it's something opposite to what our solid state is in that moment but actually, if we can recognize we're constantly changing and we're constantly flowing. And the, thing that, the, thing with, the thing with the neural, neural systems, neural webs and all the other biological systems is it's a balance between stability and mobility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because, because there has to be stability mm-hmm. as well. So there, there, there has to be a good enough reason to, for the change to mm-hmm. occur. Right? Because the, the, you know, the weight is towards stability. Mm-hmm but with a, with a huge possibility of mobility or change mm-hmm. or what I call self. So for example, you know, the practices of self applied, self applied neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. we're creating that mm-hmm. change. But of course the, the, the optimal state for making those changes is the theta state, mm-hmm. which is the dream mm-hmm. state. So, you know, most adults don't have access to the theta state. So it's very difficult for them to engage in that self applied neuroplasticity and really engage with change mm-hmm. because they're not doing the right things to mm-hmm. do that. You know, we're in theta state up until we're about the age of seven or eight. 
So that's the age where we do, you know, rapid, accelerated learning, soaking up everything, picking up everything, languages, music, whatever. We're soaking it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, as we get older, that we, we access that state only in mm. dreams. And we use it for emotional processing, for the complex stuff we've been through in the day. But there are other ways. I mean, you know, in the course, in the, it, one of the other courses we're looking at, by the way, isn't it? One of the other courses we've done, there's a course on um, theta transformation we've put mm. together which is, um, I think, really useful because it, it enables people to understand how do we access the theta state for those radical transformations yeah. um, and enable that. And, of course, you know, there are many, many ways we can access that, but you can't just do it walking down the street no. or going to mm-hmm. work. That's not, that's not what's going to encourage those transformational experiences where you can get into your own brain patterns and work with that self-applied neuroplasticity. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's the there's the, the resilience project, the stress resilience course um, that will be going up soon, and the theta transformation course that will be going up shortly after that as well. Um, yeah, probably a month apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think so much of what we talked about, maybe not obviously not the death stuff, etc., and acceptance of death and um, appreciation and understanding of death, but a lot of the practices that you've just mentioned, people can start to really. Um, take on board and develop and habitualize in their own behavior um, to build that awareness, um, to build that appreciation. um, And there's so much good stuff that they can take from that. Um, So I hope that they, everyone listening gets inspired by really appreciating the role of stress in life and actually the response that everybody has to the stress. It's not stress isn't happening to you. It's simply the result of, of, um, a reaction versus response to change occurring around us as part of us as well as you say like this is the universe doing its funk um in this moment yeah. so accepting that so um uh, people should check them I, out i want to say yeah say yeah yeah, I, I, yeah check them out but i want to say one mm. more thing just before yeah, this dive. and that's advanced advanced gratitude mm. advanced gratitude mm-hmm. Because gratitude, when we find, you know, we, some people struggle with gratitude anyway. It's not necessarily a huge thing in our experience because we're so caught up in individualistic, um, you know, rights that we have in, in, the, in the contemporary mm-hmm. world. But I think there's something about, you know, gratitude is relatively easy if it's all going mm-hmm. well. If it's all flowing nicely for us. And of course, gratitude then is, is fantastic to cultivate gratitude at most yeah. times. But there also has to be the gratitude, in my experience, for when it's actually really messy, yeah. really complicated, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the the proverbial excrement has hit the fan, <laughs> you, know? <Yeah. laughs> you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And you, you're, you're, you're covered in it and you're trying to pick the pieces up. There has to be moments in that of just pure gratitude for the learning, for the possibilities, for the very fact that it's happening, that the universe is doing this thing right now, wherever it goes to, you don't know where it's going to, but there has to be that gratitude moment or moments or string of moments woven through that. So I think gratitude practice and advanced gratitude practice is of substantial importance yeah. um, in, in in being with life, in it, being in life in a good yeah. way. Yeah. Being yeah. grateful for stress, being grateful for the teaching, yeah, yeah. being grateful for the opportunity and all of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and learning, learning yeah. from it. And actually, and that, that's a huge part of shifting the distress into usefulness yeah. is in a big part of that is going to be gratitude. Yeah acceptance awareness gratitude those kind of keys awesome Uh, well there's loads of keys in the resilience project so if you are listening um go to christopherbladwell.com go to the website and 
uh, get involved with it. The first uh, thousand people are going to get it um, at a much cheaper price. So all the details are on there. Um, and what is, what is the price? What, what's the price, Teddy? What's it? Twenty-five pounds for? for the first thousand people. Um, okay, so the first thousand people yeah. who get up there and take the resilience project, you're going to get that for twenty-five yeah, quid, and right? it will completely transform after, your after, perspective on stress. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's going. The price is going up after yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So that's great. So grab yourself, grab yourself the resilience project while it's while it's going yeah. out. This price. Yeah. Good. Change the role of stress in your okay. life. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Wonderful speaking to you. Likewise. Likewise. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Shin. Lots of love. Good night. Bye. Bye bye now.